You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the cinematographer for the film Cold War, Lukasz Zal. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia, and today I am being joined by an Academy Award nominee for his work on the film Ida, which won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film a few years ago. He is reteaming up with the director, Pawel Palokowski, for their latest movie, Cold War. I have with me today, Lukash Zal. Lukash, how are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Well, first of all, can I just say congratulations on the film? Uh, it must be very nice to see it receiving such a warm reception since its premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it's uh, everything what is happening with this film. It's, you know, I mean, I mean, I didn't expect that. And uh, I mean, making this film is for me like a huge joy and uh, great happiness because it was a kind of a, like a, it was kind of like a, you know, creative meditation with, with power, which was amazing. And it was, so we know what is happening now. It's something like an extra and I didn't expect so so, you know, I'm so happy. Yeah, I mean, and you got your first Oscar nomination for your first feature-length film. You'd previously worked on a few documentaries uh, and shorts before that. So that must have been quite a thrill for you as well. Wow, yeah, that was uh, really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of things happened in my life. It was a kind of, a, like, a, you know, amazing gift. And, gifts. and uh, yeah, that was... Because, you know, I was to be a camera operator in this film, in Ida, and uh, the original DOP, he, he just felt sick, and uh, so I, I replaced him, and, you know, and I was exactly, you know, the same, like, with this with this movie, I was just so happy and so so thankful uh, that I'm able to work with Pavel, and I'm and able to work by a, by a feature film, and such an amazing film, that it was also, like, a great... You know, journey, and uh, after all, that was a uh, you know such a such a amazing situation that you know I was nominated and I I, I got so many awards I I really didn't expect it that yeah so it was yeah it was amazing especially that you know I was as you said shooting just just you know documentaries and then it was very interesting because that I was a kind of a strange moment in my life that I felt that I really wanted to make a feature you know and I. I really somehow was struggling and I was a little bit maybe not fed up with documents but I really wanted to make a film and you know and it it came from the from from the moment and from the place I didn't expect so yes yeah it was amazing yeah no absolutely so I imagine that's how you and Paolo kind of um got connected in a way was actually kind of by accident on Ida so uh, I'm curious then for the for Cold War like, how did that come about? Did were you obviously after your collaboration on Ida, his first choice then for uh, DP? Did you guys uh, have discussions about it very, very early on um, while you were making Ida? Like, how did the story for this come about for you? Uh, yes, we we start to work on the film quite early because Pavel, I was even sh- finishing film in Russia and I had a kind of a little break so I came to him it was even more than I think half a year before so it was our kind of a first meeting and of course earlier we were talking about script I mean about story rather because probably he doesn't treat the script like a something serious 
And when I came, uh, when I finished the film in Russia, I just came to Warsaw and we just, you know, spending, we were spending a lot of time sitting together at his apartment and um, going through the script, reading the scenes, looking for solution, solutions for the scenes, watching films. We were going for recce's because it was also a lot of recce's for this film, like a lot of directors' recce's with production designers. So we were taking pictures, uh, going to the locations, putting, placing people like a production people, you know, as actors and trying to find angles. Later on, we we're going back to Pavel's apartment, sitting, placing, you know, reading script, talking about scenes and uh, looking at pictures and uh, trying to find you know the best solution like a formal solution for um, every scene because you know it's every scene is important there is no like a explanatory scenes like every scene it must be some some you know it's a little bit like little like a microfilm it has like a beginning middle and ending and every scene is for something it's not just the information so it was a very long process but i mean it was amazing process it was like a, you know like a journey like a, i mean the whole film the whole process of this film it was kind of a very special because pavel he he doesn't you know he he treats everything like a process yeah it's like he's refining everything he's somehow sculpting so when we are distilling so when we are when we are preparing, we are like a distilling, you know, looking for different things. Just sometimes we're doing step back. And later on, when we were on the set, we were doing exactly the same. So we were very well prepared because we spent really like half half a year. I mean, we were, I was even going with them uh, to rehearsals of Yoasha Zula to when she was learning to dance. I was with him on the concerts of Mazovsha group. So it's like a Mazurek group because there is a real group which calls which is called Mazovsha, and also we're recording we're recording a lot we're recording everything and after that we were just looking at this watching all those things and just taking notes and having ideas and when we started shooting it was exactly the same when we have a we knew how to do it and we had the rules ideas yeah. and, but you know being on a set with Pavel he just taking he's putting all those elements i mean he you know he has a decoration and putting actors extras props cars i mean what what i mean sometimes you know animals and he just i mean he's constantly working on that just trying to capture some capturing some life and 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 just making a lot of takes just to find this one in a in which everything will just synchronize in a proper way and then he will capture the piece of life uh, so you know i think that's that's the most exciting in the cinema and i think you know the, the working with, with with him somehow constitute my my way of, of looking at at working in film so i honestly now mm-hmm. I, I can imagine a little bit you know like a different way of different different you know attitude i think it's it's the really it's the really sense of of a film that you just don't do not illustrate the script, but like uh, treat the the picture and you know uh, sound, music, actors like uh, like a part of 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 one film, like you know like one one part, you know like a, like a table which has a four legs and 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 picture also has to convey the mood and and everything is not just you know. Not just it's not a background, and uh, and you know also extras they need to have amazing faces, good faces, proper faces, and uh, and everything what is happening in the background or foreground it has it also needs to have something. 
Yeah. Now, I know that there are a lot of stylistic similarities between uh, Cold War and Ida, both of them black and white films, both both of them 1.3, uh, 7 aspect ratio. Um, but there are also some differences as well. Can you talk to me a little bit? You alluded before about um, some films, photographs. Can you talk about like some of the inspiration that you drew upon to create not the similarities, but the differences between Cold War and Ida? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of difference. Yeah, because as you said, it's uh, yeah the format is is the same and there's they are black and white. But I mean, there was a goal for us, and also it was a big goal for me because I remember I went to Kamarimash before shooting. I mean, like two months before shooting, everybody was asking me, "What are you doing now?" Yeah, I filmed this puzzle, and is it going to black and white and three to four? Yeah. I said yes, but the camera is going to move, <laughs> and but it's not. It's a not lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not only one difference. I think the film is completely different because we we aim for um, high contrast uh, in this film, and also we wanted to make the, the, this contrast change. That it's changing because it starts like not so contrasty, but but how the story develops and the, how the temperature between characters grows. Also, contrast it's it's changing and it's it's in Poland it's a little bit because in Poland no there was no so much sunlight it was winter there was you know there was bleached and there was gray but later on when you go to Paris the contrast is increasing and it's it's it's, it's going very high and it's the picture is very crisp and glamour so and for this uh, I had an inspiration. Uh, for the Helmut Newton photography and uh, Ralph Gibson photography was my very strong inspiration uh, to to have a very high contra- contrast, a lot of and, and, and big grain, and also, you know, as as uh, and exactly we we played the same in the same way with a depth of field. Uh, and the camera uh, movement. So at the beginning, the depth of field is is quite quite uh, quite huge. I mean, we are using uh, approaches like like point five point six and a half. And later on, when we are in Paris, we are very there. We the depth of field is very shallow because they are alienated. They are somehow in their problems, in their relation. They are like they are not there. They are like you know in in. In their relation, very, very, very into it, and uh, so this, this is, this is also different thing, and uh, and you know also lenses were wider at the beginning when we were in Poland, and somehow like we are mm-hmm. like a Zula world, and they are like a part of the picture in the beginning. Uh, and later on, they are like we have longer lenses, and they are like also separated, and when we are at the end of the film, everything changes, and we are next, like when you're in Poland, everything becomes wider, and you have a lot of uh, air, and you have a you also feel you know the um, the ex- exteriors, and uh, yeah, and also, but you know, I think the idea was making make a different film, but also keep it simple. And I mean, we had a very simple rules uh, in terms of. Camera mm-hmm. movement that you know the Zula is the energy who triggers the camera. You know she is the power which gives the camera movement and yeah, and yeah. the camera is is moving. So and also you know this it, it changes in terms of style because in the beginning it's like rather like a chronicle, like um, you know you don't know what is going on a little bit. You see the musicians and the camera is a little bit you know shaky. It looks like 
was filmed by amateur, uh, you know, camera operator. Later, later on, we 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 moved to something more stylized, which maybe it's a little bit like reminiscent of Ida. But when we are in, in, you know, when when they are in love, so when we are just following them, and then then you know we're just we're with them, and 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 when we are back in Poland, everything changes, and it's we go something more metaphorical, symbolical, more 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 magical. So yeah, it's, I think it's a lot of difference uh, in this film between Ida and and uh, Cold War. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that's been um, singled out though about your work in both films is. You you have this this way of framing the characters with lots of extra headroom. Yeah, and uh, it just I, I, and I want to just ask you about that. Like, w- what is the intent um, behind a lot of those shots where characters are usually at the bottom of the frame and we see a lot more above them? Uh, can you tell me a little bit bu- uh, about the choices behind that? Yeah, because I think <laughs> you know, the legs are not so. <laughs> Interesting, you know. Sometimes yeah. It's, it's it's better to see face and something more, you know. The 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 you know the the world. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I, I of course I'm joking a little bit, but it's 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 a it's a piece of truth in this. I you know that's the because also in this film we are composing in I mean we are building pictures completely different because Ida is a little bit flat and it's, it's more in one dim- dimension. Uh, it's it's more like mm-hmm. posture, more like picture, like a painting. There's more like depth to this, like yeah. you were saying before. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And in this film, we are composing in depth. We are, we are, we are building a lot of layers just, and, and you know that was just the idea to build to to, to build the world uh, in depth. So we were like placing camera quite high and trying to, I mean, trying and building the world in depth. And and also you know the uh, using this format um, because I think when you use this format and this format allows you to compose more interesting and gives more emotions to I mean to achieve a more emotions thanks to composition and also more symbolic so and because I think we got used to you know this like a kind of a wide screen format when we place people and like this golden points and their their faces and it's always I mean not always but very often it's the same and I think this format allows you to just make more emotional pictures and more symbolic pictures because you compose in a different way, you're sometimes breaking the rules of composition and play, placing people in a different end. But I think it just, you know, to, I think it's, that was the idea to not only build, uh, for example, like a portrait, not only make portraits which are only, you know, actor's face and just a blurred background, but you are like building like a mm-hmm. complex world. You are just building the, because very often, you know, we are just telling the scenes in one shot or two shots. We didn't do the typical coverage. That is for that was the idea to build like a complex image of the world, not only portrait, but also like a whole world, in, which is you know in, in the character is, and uh, yeah. build a kind of essential frames and suggest about things which which are beyond the picture. We don't see them, but we feel them because we we are composing such a picture which are kind of a they are like that these were like a part of of bigger. Uh, you know, the, the 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 bigger hole. So yeah, that was I think that the most idea just to 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 create such a you know essential essential like a pictures which tells a little bit 
even you don't see it, but they tell us a lot about the entire world. Yeah, it is very painterly, and that that is definitely something that I noticed. I, I feel like I could take frames from this movie and uh, frame them and hang them up on my wall. They are uh, that well. Wow. Yeah, they they are that well crafted for sure. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, a lot of people are wondering because this film was also shot in black and white. Is this a style that you and Paolo are going to continue, or do you believe that you will eventually shoot uh, a film with him on color at some point? And I think, because I think, you know, the every, I mean, you, it's not like you have a, I think it's not like you have a style and that you are shooting every film in black and white, but I think that for every film you need to find a proper tool and proper style and you you should mm-hmm. find a, like a proper way to, to tell this story. And, you know, we did attempt to color, but, uh, but you know, from the beginning mm. there was an idea that the film is going to black and white. We just made, we just made sure that we, we are making the best decision, but you know there was no colors in Poland. You know that uh, there, everything was black and white, <laughs> gray. It was very desaturated. Yeah. yeah, desaturated. You know there was there was no color. So we very quickly uh, we we understood that you know it will look like you know Soviet or like a like a so- Soviet uh, stock or or like um, uh, you know the uh, this uh, East German stock, and it will be kind of uh, like mannered and. Uh, but you know the black and white, and, and also you know we wanted to link you know, on, on the cinema, you know, 40s, 60s, 50s, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think you know the, also black and white it gives you um, opportunity to interpret the world in, in you know in the way you you, you like. It, I think just help to, sh- to to just create your your own interpretation, you know, with such a high contrast. So yeah, that was that was the idea. But uh, but you know there was no color. I think that 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 is the, the main reason that is black and white. Honestly, yeah, we were trying to keep things simple. Yeah, no, I totally understand. I, I there there is one shot in the film. There's like a long shot in a club that. I was going to ask you to take us through in a little bit more detail, but I know we're running out of time. And that is probably, I would imagine, the most complex shot within the entire film. And I kind of do want to leave those mysteries uh, open for listeners right now uh, and, and have them explore and see the film for themselves. Just remember, there is this one long shot, a very complex shot that uh, you have done within this movie, uh, Lukash, that is just absolutely exquisite and it really really sticks out to me a lot you know what scene i'm talking about of course right yeah i mean in a club yeah when she's yeah yeah that's the one yeah i I don't want to i don't want to go too into it i want to like tease our listeners right now so that they go "Ooh, i kind of want to see what he's talking about let me go watch cold war and uh (laughs) so hopefully those that are listening right now can check out your work and see what an unbelievable job you did with this movie it's one of the most breathtakingly beautiful films i've seen uh this year and i hope that you continue to work with paulo and give us uh, some more exquisite pieces of art such as this which leads me to my final question uh what is next on your path what's the next project that you're working on i don't know yet because uh, after such a film, you know, which were kind of not only work, but like a creative meditation, an amazing journey for me, uh, I'm just looking for, for, for a new project because, uh, so I don't know yet. I mean, just, I'm just, I would like, <laughs> I would love to, to, con- to continue the, such a way of working when the film is kind of, uh, you know, when the, but making film is something you are learning something about yourself, about the people, about the world, and you 
and it's not only you know not only it's not only making photography uh, or pictures to to the film but it's also like a great lesson for yourself so i don't know yet okay well that's fair but i have a, i have a few few projects i mean i'm talking about but i i can say anything more now but but uh, but i don't know yet honestly well if, if your work that you did also on another film loving vincent is uh, any indication it, it tells me that you are boundless and that you have a lot to offer us within this great realm of uh filmmaking called cinematography so uh lukash i want to thank you so much for uh joining me today it was a pleasure. Thank you. Much, my pleasure. Thank you so much. It was great to talk with you. Absolutely. You have a nice day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with Lukash Zhao, the cinematographer for the film Cold War, releasing in theaters on December 21st from Amazon Studios. You can subscribe to the Next Best Picture podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, also on CastBox, Acast, and newly on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback. And as far as your support goes, if you head on over to Patreon for $1 minimum a month, you can get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.